This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's going on, y'all? It's your host, Will Cooper, coming back for another Field Note Fridays mini-episode presented to you by HuntStand and WorkSharp Tools, the knife sharpening company. Today, we're going to be bringing you some strutting reports from Alabama and Georgia from Mr. Cody Kelly himself, Small Town Hunting TV. If you want to check them out on Instagram, their handle's at Small Town Hunting TV. Check them out and all the cool things they're doing. But we get Cody on here today because they are fresh off of a Georgia-Alabama hunt to talk about us, about what the birds are doing out there, strut report, seeing if some of these birds are broken out of their winter flocks yet, and if things are into full effect. But, Mr. Cody Kelly, thank you for hopping on the podcast with us today. Man, it's it's good to be here. We, uh, we, we, I'll, I'll say we won some and we lost a lot over the past two weeks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I feel your pain, man. I feel it. Yeah, we uh we started in Georgia okay. and we were there for the opener and we hunted there for five or six days and we left there and then we actually went from South Georgia to North Alabama, um not too far from Huntsville. And uh we were we were there for five or six days. So we uh we we scratched some out, but man, they were they were funky a lot of days. <laughs> so tell me more about that. Like with the with the birds in Georgia, I mean I know the season just started, and you and I are talking about this a little bit before the podcast, but especially in my area, the north zone of Texas, it seems like the birds are still kind of in this winter flock pattern, like birds are just still in large groups. Is that kind of what you've been seeing in Georgia? Definitely. Um, it, and, and I'm going to say this, I, I feel like it's very weather-driven right now. Yeah. Um, you know, opening day, we had, there was a storm before it, and the next day, it was opening day, and pretty sunshine, 65 degrees, and we had two different birds work perfect. Um, Keith Burgess uh, shot one, and then I shot one about 11.30 that day, 
and then the next day it was back to rain. They didn't do much. Next day was cloudy, but not raining. And then you get a sunshine day, and it seems like towards the end of that sunny day, the afternoon, they'd start gobbling. And, you know, you, you just – I felt like we could never put a couple good sunny days together. But, yes, it, it was, you know, there would be four long beers together, and they, they're running with five jakes and two hens, and, you know, they'd get fired up and then lose interest. It, it was – I guess the best way to term it, I would say it's still, I feel like it's been on the early side. I felt like when we were leaving Georgia, it was just getting right. I felt like when we left Alabama, it was getting better every day. See, and that's that's kind of what it is out here. It just, it's it's weird. And last week we were out in the field in, in the North Zone here in Texas, and we had one of those just dog hot days. It was 95. We're like, oh man, these birds aren't going to be talking at all. You know, they, they were already kind of lip locked as it was as soon as they hit the ground. But man, it seems like those hotter days kind of gets those birds fired up even more. You know, hearing you talk about them being weather driven, is that kind of what you think as well? Or For, for sure. I, it was, <clears throat> you know, I, I say this, the last I shot, my second bird in Alabama two mm-hmm. days ago and uh it, it was rainy and he went ahead and gobbled and we called him up and sh- you know he he strutted gobbled did the thing and it was drizzling rain but the the key was we had gotten a day and a half before that where it was sunny and things were getting better and better and better yeah and you know so that that's what we kept telling ourselves. It may be just we can't hunt. Will I, I, <laughs> it, it might be we might you know just not be uh be as good as we think we are. But it seemed like if you could just get those two you know warm sunny days that it it wouldn't you know they would go ahead and do it. But yeah. it was it, we we got that one time in twelve days. It was a twelve day trip, and we had two days back to back where it was pretty and sunny and. Um, you know, they you could definitely tell a difference. They started acting right. They would you could strike birds all day, and uh, you know that's when it's fun. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for those birds to start doing that around here. So let, let's talk about the birds y'all killed. You know, you said it sounds like y'all killed a couple in Georgia as well as Alabama. Talk to us about you know what your setup was like, decoys or no decoys, reg- aggressive calling, or were you trying to make them think that the hen was walking away like what what did y'all do when y'all killed these birds i i will say um on every one of them it seemed like we were using every trick that we ever learned um we had uh decoys were hit and miss um there was a lot of jakes and I, and that's mississippi we hunted mississippi uh opener down here yeah. and same deal a lot of jakes a lot of jakes in georgia and a lot of jakes in alabama and to be honest decoys because the jakes were running in groups of four five seven and they were whipping a lot of long beards a lot of times you would set up you know bird roosted off a field mm-hmm. and you them that night you drop a pin on hunt stand you go in there sit down in the dark and you put out your decoys they pitch down and then all of a sudden you didn't know there was five jakes in the back corner. The long beard hits the ground. He shies from the decoys and runs from the jakes. Um, so it got to be we really ran a lot of no decoys um, until we kind of knew the situation. Yeah. Um, 
and and that seemed to really start working. Of course, we went decoys right out of the gate. You know, hey, we roosted a bird. Let's put out decoys. We started seeing them, you know, kind of shy down from them. I think just because that pecking order is just constantly rolling over. Yeah. And so once we started going no decoys, you know, of course you still run into the same thing. You know, bird gets eighty yards, don't see anything, and and backs down. But it seemed to be once we knew, hey. We, we roosted him. There was no other turkeys around. We think they're kind of, you know, by themselves. Then decoys worked great. At any time there was jakes around, it seemed like the decoys were irrelevant. Um, They had already, you know, the jakes were running longbeards around and had them a little, you know, scared of other longbeards around. And it just, it, they didn't work real well. Yeah. Seeing that, so, we were kind of seeing that same thing out in uh, central Texas. It was, you know, we'd have like four jakes hit the ground and the long beard, the long beard would go the exact opposite way. So yep. sounds it like was, I, had, I had one set up. Uh, it was a big field up top, kind of rolled off into hardwood bottom mm-hmm. and we roosted the bird the night before. And we, well, we went in there and hunted the afternoon and didn't get on much. So we went up on a high ridge, sat down and we heard, Turkey start flying up down in the bottom, long beard gobbled on the limb. So pulled up hunt stand, marked it, and as absolute close as we thought we could get, and then we dropped a pin looking at the ridge. All right, we're going to try to get to this mark right here in the morning. So we went in super early and went and sat down. He's 65 yards from us. We gave him one little tree yelp. He didn't say another word. We were on the open ridge. The bird pitched down. And he pitched on the side hill, and then we yelped to him. A hen pitched down right to him, and he went off with the hen. I could shoot him, but we couldn't film him. Um, Joey was filming, and he's like, no, no, I can't see him. I can't see him. He was 38 yards from me, oh. right, down the, right down the ridge strutting. So we kind of just let him ease off, and there was another bird goblin deeper in there. So we made a big loop to get around, and they ended up, the bird that we hunted he went out to the field and then we started working him again soon as he started gobbling good five jakes come running out they come running down the hill start running them around they ran him clean over the hill and then soon as they got out of sight the bird started gobbling in the back of the field again so anyway i told joe it's like man every time we call and the long beard gets fired up here comes the jakes back and so I was like, I'm going to yelp to him. If he gobbles, I'm not going to keep him gobbling. So I yelped to him. He answered. I yelped to him. He answered. And then we just sat there. I see him and here he comes strutting, full strut. He's going to have to go down in a little roll and then come back up onto mm-hmm. the ridge to be able to shoot him. So he gets over. He's just below the knob that I can see. And so we can't see him. And he starts gobbling on his own. He's wanting that hand to come to him. And I was like, crap, Joe, I'm going to have to yelp to him because he's, he's got to stop gobbling. Like, oh, the jakes are going to come. So I yelped to him, and he answered, and then I was like, all right, I'm shutting up. Well, about the time we saw his fan coming over, I start hearing, you know, uh, the jakes. They start, oh, 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 they're gobbling and talking. And <laughs> here they come running wide open to him. Yep. And the Lord, they went down in the bottom, and he's like, well, I better get up top. So he come over the top and hit a quick strut, and I shot him. <laughs> Bad gum. Uh, yeah, it was man. Those jakes, boy, they were all over those long beers. Soon as you got one fired up, it was going to be a group of jakes every time. Man, so, so what kind of what was your calling sequence like? I know you're telling me you're yelping them at, yelping at them, but 
Are you doing some aggressive yelping, some soft, some clucking? Are you putting and purring? Like, what were you doing? We had, I would say, we stayed pretty light um, early. You know, some tree yelps. We never tried to get super aggressive. And, you know, you just purr, cluck, and then hit a couple yelp sequences. And it seemed to work good. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, once that 8 o'clock hit we were experiencing a lot of really hand up and as far as striking birds if we weren't super aggressive and cutting you would not get them to hammer they would not um we would get super aggressive now that was a double-edged sword too because you're sitting there you're prospecting walking around and cut 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 yelp and he'd ow we're like all right we know where he's at well about that time you start hearing the hand well, she starts cutting, you cut at her, and then she takes them the other way. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, uh, we, we had a great trip. Um, we ended up, we shot three in, I shot two in Georgia, and Keith shot one in Georgia, and then I shot two in Alabama, and Keith shot one in Alabama, and then our camera guy, Joey, um, he shot one in Alabama. Nice. And uh, it, it was a good trip. But it was, you know, we hunted them daylight to dark, and it it was a grind. It, it was trying to find that, you know, a hot bird in the right spot. So what what would you give? What advice would you give the listeners right now that are going to be heading out Georgia, Alabama? Birds are still kind of in that flock mode right now, not quite fired up yet. What advice are you going to give to the listeners? I would say on the Georgia, Alabama, if I was going to give a report, going off of when we left, I think they're right on the verge of kicking it into wide open. Um, that there's going to be, there was a lot of breeding going on. I think you're going to have, you're going to start start having those hens go to nest in the middle of the morning, and I think the mid morning uh is going to be really really good over the next two weeks in alabama and georgia and i would put mississippi in that same um scenario um i think early it, you're going to be dealing with hens and once those hens start going to nest i think it, for the south these next two weeks i feel like are going to be really really strong and you're going to be able to you know strike up a bird and and do what everybody dreams of and he's going to come running in and looking for a hen heck yeah Man, I love it, Cody. I know the listeners definitely appreciate the advice, words of wisdom. Hopefully they're going to be able to take that, go out, shoot them a big old Tom, and and post about it on social media, man. So can't thank you enough for hopping on today's episode of Field Note Fridays. I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll head to Texas after Easter, and, and uh, maybe we can jump back on and give up uh, an updated Texas report. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to, man. Absolutely. <laughs>